yeah, we're good. Hey, hey, everyone. My guest today is a uh, wrestler, comedian, uh, spiritual advisor. <laughs> I don't know. I know that the end of it gets kind of. Would that, uh, would, that cool. be, would that be a way that you you would describe me as a, a spiritual advisor in some way? <laughs> Is that uh, I know um, with your podcast, uh, well, Corey Castle, everyone, Corey Castle. I, I know um, I was watching some of the episodes of your podcast evolving, and it seemed very, uh, you know, uh, spiritual, uplifting, positive. Okay, well, I appreciate that. I appreciate you, you your support, man. I appreciate you checking it out. I, 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 if that's what reads, man, that 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 feeds my soul. That really feeds my soul. <laughs> if that's what reads, I'll I'll feel like I'll feel like I'm accomplished in any way. If if I've if I've helped guide anyone to a perspective that maybe is different from the one they already truly have their heels sunk into. And go, oh, you know what? Maybe, uh, maybe I can afford to be a little more open-minded about some stuff. Uh, then I'll feel like uh, I'll feel like I, I lived a, a quality life. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, uh, I'm kind of jealous of a person like yourself because I've already lost all hope for for man, <laughs> and, and and you know all humankind. Uh, so it's nice to see. I don't think of it as like, you know, oh, that person's silly that they think uh, there's a chance this world uh, has a, you know, we that we could love each other and this and that. Like, I, I actually find it very, uh, like, positive that people like <laughs> you are still out there. You know what I mean? Well, there there are people like me who have been have been hurt by people by cold cold-hearted folks and sure sure it's all part of it you know it's all mm -hmm. just as much a part of it so it's like i people like me wouldn't exist hadn't had been, not been for people who suck you know so <laughs> you, you you got you gotta you gotta mine the gold dude there's a balance in it in yeah. in, in in all of it yeah uh but but then i always go off the idea that uh I'll live longer if I have grudges to hold. You know what I mean? Have you ever heard <laughs> like, that saying? I, I get the idea behind it. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I don't think it really carries any real weight, but uh, <laughs> it, it's definitely like I, I the the idea behind it. Like, my, when my grandmother was was in her like last days and she was dying, I would always go when I'd leave. I'd be like, "See you later." Not like bye, because if I said see you later, she had to live for me to see her next time. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> almost similar. If I have these grudges, if I have these grudges, I'll have to hold on to them. There has to be somebody there for for me to be mad at. But also, what if that person's not there anymore for you to be mad at? What if yeah. you hold a grudge against a person and then everybody you hold grudges against just dies? And, and then you're like, well, I got no grudges to hold it against anybody anymore. I guess I'll just be bitter. And uh, here's the difference between you and I. Just one quick difference. Uh, your grandmother, I found my grandmother dead in her bed when I was a child. Uh, so, <laughs> like, I, I, you know, it's it, it's not um, that I'm like, 
trying to b- kill, like, be a buzzkill, but I'm just saying there's, like, a little bit of a difference of, like, oh, okay, yeah, he's a little uh, uh, messed up and off. Uh, no, but I appreciate the balance that you give to the universe of me being uh, nihilistic and you, uh, I don't know, like, there, I don't know there, if you call it. There are absolute moments, man. I I have to say, there's so, there's moments where I'm nihilistic as hell. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm very much like, eh, there's no point to anything. Everything sucks. Like, I get mm-hmm. like that. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, things went wrong. Oh, yeah. Well, go figure. Why, why was I getting so cocky to think that they were going to continue to go right? I get, I get those rut moments too. I just, I just have to think about the the type of person who I'd look at if I if I wasn't me looking at what I was going through, going like, uh, oh, I'd be curious to see how they'd get through it. I'd be curious to see how I'd get through it if I wasn't me seeing it. So mm-hmm. I would look at it in a way where it's like I have to inspire. I have to inspire a, a future version of myself or, uh, you know, or somebody, somebody who's watching me closely because you never know how closely somebody's watching you. Yeah, of course. You, you, someone's always going through something as equally bad as you are, if not worse, if not a little bit better. So there's like, you know, people are watching. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. You know, uh, you're, you're an example that's uh, a positive example like to so. to the next person to give them the strength and then that keeps the chain going because whoever's watching them gets that strength too uh so no i can uh commend that <laughs> i just want to say i'm not an example of that <laughs> so. well, i mean you can be you, you yeah you you, you you you're not limited to the point where you can go. Oh, I'm not an example, and I'll never be an example of that, uh, because you, everything can change. Everything mm-hmm. and anything can change at any given moment. Mm-hmm. No, so, absolutely. Uh, so I, I see uh, you. You've actually wrestled. Like I, I saw a match on your YouTube page, and like you've legit been in a ring and done it like that's yeah yeah that's pretty hardcore like you know uh, it kind of reminds me of like uh like a you know a skateboarder where oh i was just in my backyard like trying on the grass and then Uh, you're playing it you're you're you see it on tv at the x games and you're like oh shit they're doing the real thing it's kind (laughs) of like you you were actually out there like taking bumps doing a match and all that uh, how long has your wrestling career been been uh, going? Uh, my entire life. <laughs> no, uh, I'd say uh, I started. I started training to be a wrestler in 1998. I was 14 years old when I started trying to be a professional wrestler. So um, I'm 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 a few months away from turning 40 right now. I'm 39, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, the it. it I, it's somehow it's it's really kept me young and it's kept me you know excited and it's kept me uh feeling so blessed all the time i mean i i i understand i understand it hasn't it hasn't been like monetarily very rewarding but as far as like me 
me learning all the values and uh, my my uh, core beliefs on who to be and uh and and how to like kind of like carry yourself like you belong uh mm -hmm. that that's all a lot of a lot of the the really important things i learned about uh being a role model uh being a a a man probably came from being a professional wrestler and being around uh, men who were role models and showing me an example. So I thought it'd be important for me to continue to be an example like they were to me. And were you uh, like kind of self-trained or did oh, you no. go to like a school? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got trained. I got trained uh, by, by John Dahmer and Eddie Valentine at the, uh, the CZW CZW Combat Zone Wrestling Academy mm -hmm. in uh, in two thousand two thousand one something like that. Ooh, that was so, a while back. <laughs> yes, it was very very long time ago. Yeah, those were different times. I I, I feel like yeah, because <laughs> well, I graduated in two thousand five, okay. so I was I'm around your your age more or less. Maybe you're mm -hmm. a few years uh, senior me. Uh, but I know like back then, shoot, uh, we didn't have like today with all the energy drinks, the proteins, uh, the, the access to the internet. So you, you knew what to eat and what to do. Like, how did you know, like back then, like to stay in shape? I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't in shape. I wasn't no. in shape at all. I mean, I was a kid, so. I was like in uh, skinny kid shape, which, which, oh. you know, happens automatically when you're a skinny kid work, working out in a gym four days a week um, or working out in a ring four days a week. Uh, so it was just a matter of like, you know, wrestling was my exercise, I guess, at that point. And mm -hmm. um, I didn't learn to lift weights till like, I, I mean, I, I say, I say like 2007 is probably when I started learning how to lift weights, but I got taught how to lift weights by by uh, by Justice Payne, who was like a, he was like a big time wrestler in the Jersey area back back in that time. But uh, mm -hmm. he's since passed. But he was he was the one who uh, who taught me how to lift weights when I was young. And and what inspired you to like want to wrestle? Did was it watching it on TV or? Was it like at school, your friends or uh, parents or something like that? The, the, the time when I the time when I decided that I wanted to get into the wrestling business was pro was like what what wrestling fans will will uh, call the, the attitude era. Mm -hmm. So that was when like that was when like Stone Cold Steve Austin was huge and Degeneration X and NWO mm -hmm. and, and all, all it was like the hottest period in time to be a professional wrestling fan. Oh yeah. So I just wanted to be a part of it. And and what it was when I was a kid, uh it it helped me like escape some of the stuff that maybe wasn't my favorite. Like I I was I was bullied and I you know, I didn't have any friends and you know, financially we were we were struggling. My mom, poor single mother with four kids. I I'm it just helped me escape a lot of things and helped me learn a lot of stuff about myself. So I just figured I'd want to continue being a part of that. Yeah. Instead of, instead of, you know, just being a fan on the sidelines and watching it. 
No, definitely. Like, and, and it, yeah, that takes, man, that takes something to like, anyone could say like, oh yeah, I could, I could do that or I'll do, but you actually like straight up went and did it. You know, you got your hands uh, dirty and. Man, I'm still I'm still doing it. I'm, I'm yeah. I I've not stopped. I'm currently the DCW No Limit Champion. Oh yeah. Oh, fancy. <laughs> DCW No Limit Champion. Uh, yeah, man. I I'm defending it this Saturday um, in Marydale, Delaware. DCWProWrestling.com for tickets and information. That's cool. And is that on like uh, YouTube or like Fight yeah, TV it, or something? Yeah, it'll be on YouTube. Uh, uh, DCW Overdrive TV is what it's called on okay. YouTube. No, that's so, great. And you, uh, as far as like um, any sort of, and I, I'm not saying this like to jinx you or anything, but you haven't had any sort of injuries that like maybe gave you a scare or I know you're you're getting what they call the older age of a wrestler. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Like DDP didn't fucking win his championship <laughs> till he was like in his forties, you know, but uh, how, how would you say like you are in physic physically right now at, at your age? I, I'm great, man. I'm really good. I, I, I have no complaints at all. Um, I, I've been very lucky and uh, very fortunate, very blessed, I have to say, to, mm -hmm. to have lasted this long without any major injuries, without ever uh, injuring anybody else. Uh, it's just uh, there's there's been something on my back. You know, some, there's God. God's got my back on that. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm I'm not, um, you know, I I had a. I had to have uh, I had to have brain surgery <laughs> eleven years ago or twelve years ago now. Oh, jeez! Uh, and uh, well, it'll be twelve years in September, but uh, it was uh, unrelated to wrestling. Unrelated mm -hmm. to wrestling, and mm -hmm. I, I the same thing with that. Like I got I got to be the engine that inspires that I wish I had when. Uh, that I'll always wish I'll, I'd have, you know. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. I knew I knew I had to get back in the ring. I I stayed out of I stayed out of the ring for 13 months after my brain surgery, and I came right back because uh, I I got I gotta be I gotta be inspiring. <laughs> I gotta be inspiring myself. <laughs> and that brain surgery, it, it was not related to it was not a ring injury. Was it no. like? Was it like a? Like you felt it coming, or was it out of nowhere? You know, like um, uh... so. Um, I had I had uh, a series, not a series. I had I had one huge grand mal seizure, uh -huh. uh, which you know I was taking a shower, and um, you know I don't I don't want to get too far into everything, but mm -hmm. uh, I, I woke up in an ambulance. Uh, had a, a grand mal seizure. There was there was veins you know uh right here up in the front of my in my front of my brain that were twisted it was a it was a malformation of my uh, uh my veins in my brain here mm -hmm. um and the, it was called an avm an arterial venous malformation 
Uh, wow. So they they went in and resectioned it. So they gave me what's called a craniotomy. So they, I don't know if you can see, probably not, but I have a scar that goes here, mm -hmm. and it goes all the way across the top of my head. Oh wow! And uh, and then uh, <laughs> and uh, I just I just couldn't I couldn't see a story where I got that surgery and then was like, Oh, well, yeah, that took me out of the wrestling business. I'm, you know, I wouldn't, I couldn't do it anymore. I just knew I had so many more things I wanted to accomplish so many more, uh, so many more fans I wanted to meet so many more moments I wanted to create with, with uh, my fans and with the, the uh, wrestling fans that come out and watch. And I, I, I thought, I thought also, I mean, I didn't, I didn't have a podcast yet, but I thought maybe one day I'd have a story to tell <laughs> that would inspire <laughs> my my uh, my nieces and nephews and and the next several several generations of people in my family. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, that's that's quite a uh, uh, something to come back from. Jeez, like I, I feel like that'd be. Uh, a good enough excuse to to hang up your boots. I'll say yeah, that. Like, I, yeah, I just I, I've never been the good enough excuse guy. Yeah, <laughs> I've never been the guy with the good enough excuse. <laughs> I feel like that's a good enough excuse, but I hear what you're saying. Uh, so have you um ever like uh you know tried out for like the NWA or the WWE or the AEW? Have you ever gotten an opportunity maybe to do a dark match or uh, anything like I, that through there? I did some extra dates for the WWE back in 2009, and mm -hmm. I've never done another thing for them, and they've never called me again. So. And I never, I never tried again really super hard because I know it's like WWE is not looking for a 39-year-old brain surgery survivor. Uh, I, to to be on their full time roster. Yeah, no, I hear <laughs> I what you're saying. I so I mean, while I'd like to, while I'd like to wrestle full time and be on TV every week, uh, I don't think anyone would want to take a chance on me. Uh, I I don't know anybody. Oh, like like I like I don't I don't want to say I don't want I don't want to say I don't know anybody at AEW, but like. I'm not friends with the right people uh, yeah. that, that could um, put me in the right direction with that sort mm -hmm. of thing. And I think that it, it seems, it seems very like who, you know, when it comes oh, to, yeah. when it comes to that company, at least. Yeah. Oh, it's with everything. It's, it's all politics and yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. I was just wondering if like, you know, they ever came to the hometown and you were like, you know, oh, in yeah. a match or something uh, like that. Like, oh, hey, cool. I'm I'm always up for it. Um, I I I reach out to AEW pretty often, um, but I don't get any response. Uh, the I, I've never I've never talked about this, but a, a couple months ago, maybe a year ago, I mm -hmm. I I was. Uh, uh, regularly reaching out to get media passes because I'm a podcaster 
So I wanted to show up as press, as a podcaster, and like at least get my foot in the door that way for them mm -hmm. to have to see me. But uh, they've, they've turned me down every single time I've submitted. And I hear that because I know they kind of have their select press from what well, I've like pieced well, together, I, you know. I think it also has to do with the fact that maybe like I don't have I don't have a built in like huge following, huge audience. I, I'm 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 I am. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to carry this little drum. I'm, I'm the. I'm the little, the littlest drumbeat. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not somebody who like they're automatically looking at and going like, yeah, money. We could bring him in. He gets, he gets. That gives us, that gives us a billion downloads. Blah blah blah. Like, I, I'm not, I'm not offering that. I don't bring that to the table uh, as of current. You know, but marketability wise, on every other aspect you can you can nail every single one of those things but if you don't have a social media following <laughs> it's pretty much your wrestling career and acting career didn't exist yeah no i hear you and then also you could even have all of that and politics would still uh you know keep you from getting in there it's it's who you know you know i, yeah. I know exactly that that's with any I feel like any profession nowadays, it's who you know and uh, what you're willing to say, uh, <laughs> you know, like, and I don't know. I don't know what your opinions are on like the current state of wrestling, because I do. I, I watch, you know, AEW. Oh, yeah. Uh, some of the WWE I watch and it's very like like you said, growing up with the Attitude Era. And then now we're in this era. It's kind of like it's it's strange wrestling. Like you know what I mean? Like oh yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. I I I feel the same way. And I summed it up in this thought, saying, um, "Remember watching it as a kid? You'd watch it and you'd be like, every one of these are tough individuals. Every one of these people, they they could beat up my dad. They could beat up my uncle. Like <laughs> nowadays, you watch it and you're like." None of these guys could fight me. None of yeah. these guys could stand to be in the <laughs> ring with me in a real shoot for any any length of time. And uh -huh. it's it's weird to think that, like, because uh, that's just as a fan watching it. Mm -hmm. And I was watching I was watching it with my friend James uh, a couple weeks ago, and so you know, one of the matches. I'm not going to say any of the names, but one of the matches is a bunch of real flippy, skinny, fat kids, and <laughs> and. He, and I was like, you remember a time when you would watch wrestling and you'd be afraid that any one of these guys could beat you up? And he's like, yeah, any one of these guys could beat me in a fight. And I'm like, mm -hmm. we got to teach you how to fight, bro. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, exactly. I, I know exactly what you mean. Uh, what, what are your opinions on? I don't know if you've experienced these. I hope not. But the, the death match and the, you know, like the backyard wrestling, which I don't mind. Uh, I actually kind of appreciate it. It's an art in itself, but the death match and how like over the top it is for, I, I would say no reason, you know? Um, the funny thing is, uh, I, I came from an environment where that was pretty commonplace. Like mm -hmm. I, I trained at CZW. 
Like mm-hmm. I was around in the Zandig era of CZW when it was that 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 whole Jesus that whole promo, you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I was, there, I was there when that happened. I was standing on the other side of the camera. I remember that like it was yesterday. I was like, <laughs> I was only like a, I was only like a couple months in training at that point, and I was mm-hmm. like. Is this guy gonna teach me how to wrestle? What, <laughs> what did I sign up for? What is going on? <laughs> I was probably 16 at the time, 16 or 17. And um <laughs> yeah, so deathmatch. A lot of my friends are deathmatch wrestlers. I've never been in a deathmatch. That's not really that's not really a scratch I'm looking at. It's not really an itch I'm looking to scratch. I don't have a desire to do that. Mm-hmm. Um I feel like it's risk versus reward. Uh, the reward is never worth whatever the risks are. Um, I think, no. I think some of that stuff, some of that stuff um, can lend to any kind of match. I think like any of those weapons can be a huge, huge uh, gimmick for a match, a huge pop. The, the crowd goes nuts for all that stuff. Um I, I just, uh, you know, um, you, you don't, you don't know these people and there's like all this blood and you don't know where all this dirty stuff's been. And mm-hmm. then you're, it's getting all in your system and in your blood. I, if that's what has to make me look like I'm a tough guy for you to believe that I, I know wrestling is real to me. I'm selling you on wrestling being real, but like, I got to put dirty light tubes all over my back and bleed all over the place. And like, it's like still in your head. Like it's a good, Oh, that's fake. Whatever. I, I just, I don't, I don't really uh, think it is for me. Yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. I, I, I see some of those spots and of course, like you have your classic table spot and if you do it right, it, it gives that same emphasis of, oh, man, that looked good, and it it's not as much of a risk. But when I see someone, like, with a weed whacker, and they're literally trying to, like, shred a guy's stomach with the weed whacker, and it doesn't look good, but it hurts, like, the dickens, uh, Dude, what's the, the point? Wife beater, wife beater hitting Nick Mondo with the weed whacker and the 200 light tubes death match. It was like the first tournament of death. That the funny thing, funny thing is that was actually supposed to be my first show. That was supposed to be my debut show, the first tournament of death. I debuted, uh-huh. I debuted. That was that was August 31st. I for some reason I'm remembering that August 31st, 2002 was the mm-hmm. first uh, CCW tournament of death. And then um, I, uh, they were like, well, you're supposed to, you're going to debut here. And then, then they switched, they moved that to a, a battle Royal that they, they were doing like a week later, like September 7th was mm-hmm. when, I, was when I debuted, but I was supposed to debut at tournament of death. And I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no. It, and like I said, it's like, there's some spots where they're, they're more impact but less uh dangerous and then something like a the weed whacker word weapons in wrestling uh are good sure yes i think yeah like you know if if done right 
all weapons can be good for wrestling. Yeah. But... Yeah, you got you got like the kendu stick that makes that nice slap noise and it yeah. looks like it hurt. I'm sure it does oh, hurt. It does hurt. There's yeah, no it looks like it hurts. It hurts. Yeah, yeah. It does hurt, but it's not like a I bunch of light tubes. Ripped up scars on the back of my arms from from lashings. Singapore canes back in the day. Oh, really? Yes. Hmm. That was what when um, you know, remember Sandman in ECW? They they called it a, a Singapore cane because like the I guess in the news, uh somebody got caned in Singapore for stealing something. Mm -hmm. And maybe they used one of those sticks for it. I don't I don't know. Yeah, it's probably a little politically insensitive now i guess to yeah. <laughs> call them that yeah. i guess yeah. so probably, uh, probably not the best to call them that yeah yeah there there's a better choice of words and, and i i know like i saw your uh a couple episodes of your podcast evolving uh with Corey castle so what do you what do you uh get out of that you you interview different people and do you uh like uh talk about different viewpoints or you know try to convince them of something what what do you get out of uh i don't know if it's necessarily an interview as much as just conversations and uh you know a lot of times a lot of times especially more recently it's just been me wanting to have fun with people and just mm -hmm. kind of like get to get to know each other a little bit better and like you know hang out a little bit more um but it's definitely like we're going to we're going to we're going to stumble across topics that maybe you're going to give us a perspective we didn't know we had mm -hmm. or educate us on a on a thing we weren't educated on. I I I like I like uh, the the thing with me calling it evolving with Corey Castle is not just because my it my it's my name and it's in the title. It's because like the guy I was in the very beginning versus who I am now and who I'll continue to evolve to be is, is always ever evolving. So, um, but it's, 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 it's a lot of, it's a lot of growth. There's a lot of the idea of growth. How, uh, what's, what's your life lessons? What's I basically, I used to, I used to really like make sure I wanted to hit these talking points every time I wanted to ask like, Oh, How'd you grow up? Did you go to church? Brothers, sisters, mom, dad, that kind of stuff. But mm -hmm. I, I kind of like fell off of asking that sort of stuff because then it, then it felt too forced. It, too, it felt like I was trying too hard to get to those areas mm -hmm. instead of just letting the conversation happen. And mm -hmm. really, really, it, it made me a better podcaster, made me more uh, a more versed broadcaster to be able to sit sit out for a minute and let somebody finish their, their story, finish their thought or whatever. Um, I, I just, I just want to make sure that I'm good at it. I, more than anything, I just want to be really good at it. Uh, mm -hmm. That's it's, I think, I think honestly doing that podcast evolving with Corey Castle available on Spotify and app <laughs> podcasts or wherever you download <laughs> podcasts. Uh, I think, I think it's what I was made to do that's what i was born for like to really have these conversations i mean i honestly i give this example pretty often but 
I, uh, I, I love I love to have these moments that I, I call on the record moments. Uh, mm-hmm. I uh, I had my my friend Chris Cotton on the podcast and I was just like, I want to just take this chance to to just let you know on the record while we're on the record. You're a star. I think you're hilarious. You'll always be a superstar to me. Like no matter how famous you get, you are you've always been famous to me. You've always been a star to me. And no, he turned back around and told me he loved me and told me I was funny. And I was like, Oh man, he told me I was funny. Like I, <laughs> I had a moment in, in my own head. And then, mm-hmm. and then, you know, and now, now he's gone. Now he's passed on. And that listening to those recordings helped me grieve through that. And his, his wife was nine months pregnant when he died. So now, you know, his daughter can listen to that one day. Uh, that, that fascinates me to, to, to think about like, any kind of lasting legacy that you leave. Yeah, no, of course. To to know that you told the people you love that you love them and to for that to be reciprocated back. Right. And, and then that's why like now I've had my brother on my podcast. I had my mom on my podcast. It's it's like a lot of really important conversations with people. Uh just just because it's like we got to get this on the record or, uh, you know, we might lose it forever. My, my mom, my mom said to me early on when I started, when I started the podcast, she had just made, uh, she had just gotten made the CD that was, it had like voicemails that had like her mom and her friend Maria who had passed. And, and she was like, I saved these voicemails of Maria and, and my mom, because you know how, like when some, she's like, you know how, like when someone dies, you, for, you kind of forget what their voice sounds like. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want that. I don't want that. I want you to remember me. I want you mm-hmm. to be able to listen back in this evergreen ev- evolution of me. And uh, ever changing, <laughs> ever <laughs> evergreen, this stuff's going to stay here. As long as the internet exists, you're going to be able to, <laughs> to listen to conversations that I have. And uh, I think it's all, it's all, it's all practice too. Like, you know, if, if, if I'm at a level now, we're like, let's be honest, nobody's nobody's really paying attention. <laughs> the, the, the stakes are kind of low, uh-huh. but I get good. I get good while the stakes are low, and then the stakes start raising. I know I'm already good. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'm more fit to serve in that role when when the bigger role comes along. Yeah, no, you, uh, what is it, uh, what's the rule of thumb, 10,000 hours of practice makes for, uh, yeah, I think so, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're a master at 10,000 hours. Yeah, yeah, so, no, I get that, and then also, uh, the idea of, whenever we do lose someone, uh, there's always that, uh, I wish I would have told them this, I wish I wonder if they know if they knew eliminate that. Yes. I love eliminating that. I love uh, uh, having it on, on the record where I know how you feel about me and you know how I feel about you. And now that's a timestamp. That's not going anywhere. That's a, that's a, that's a, uh, the time capsule in, Mm -hmm. in this moment of time. And I, I I also do a, (laughs) I also do a, a uh, segment on on my show, Evolving with Corey Castle, available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and wherever you find <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> Where I I go, uh, 
I call it audio time travel. So I say like, whoever loves you the most is, is stumbling across this audio 20 years from now. The people who love you the very most, who knows if we still exist on this planet? Who knows if you and I still are living? But let's pretend right now that the next words you speak are going directly into the ears of somebody in 2043. Mm-hmm. And they want to they want to hear like a good time stamp and good takeaways for, you know, helping them grow and inspiring them. What is this version of you telling them? Even if it's you, even if it's you who listens to this in 20 years. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I hear you. Uh, and, and I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. 20 years from now, I feel like uh, I would just want people to know uh, every day is like a new day. And to try, even if you have a bad day, there's always tomorrow, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the way I see it. Like, you know, you, you we're allowed to have our bad days. And it's like, that's fine. We'll, we'll take a nap and we'll try again tomorrow. And maybe it'll be different, you know? <laughs> Yeah, take a mulligan on this one. <laughs> yeah, that's you know, uh sometimes you gotta for your for yourself, you know. Did you ever see uh the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt on on Netflix? I know of it, but I've never seen it. She she was trapped in a bunker. Uh, somebody convinced her that it was the end of the world. And they're like mm-hmm. they told her she had to she had to she had to wind this prank prank this thing for however long like to, to generate power for this whole house that they were in. Mm. And, and she's like, as long as I can get through the next 10 seconds, I'll be fine. And then she went, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. As long as I can get through the next 10 seconds, I'll be fine. One, <laughs> <two>. <laughs> so she, all, every, every, it was, it was, it was just, you know, just the headlights showing you the 200 feet in front of you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> sometimes we gotta take the world uh baby steps like that yeah yeah uh exactly. no and, and last question uh cory wh- what would you what do you prefer to be a heel or a baby face when in when in your career what's what's your favorite the heel or the baby face a heel dude a heel is my favorite for sure uh mm-hmm. it's it's so much it's so hard to make people like you but it's so easy to make them dislike you. <laughs> Especially so, wrestling fans. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, but but there's fun. There's fun to it, though. And wrestling's the only place where somebody can boo you and not hurt your feelings. Like wrestlers can get booed and go, yeah, that's what I got paid to do. That's why mm-hmm. I got paid to show up. Mm-hmm. But like. If, if if you go see an artist and then you go boo them when they're when they're singing a song, they're like, that was my that was my art and my heart and my vulnerability all on my sleeve. And you booed it. Well, in wrestling, you're paying to go boo at that person. You know what I mean? Like if you're sure, going yeah. to if you're going to see a, a musician or something, it'd be silly to <laughs> you're paying to go and talk talk bad about it Ooh, boo i hate this song little opera binoculars boo yeah this opera sucks <laughs> i paid 80 bucks to come see it but boo <laughs> it's terrible uh no and and i've always thought like uh as far as heels go like you know uh, just like in 
Batman, the villain makes the hero, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. like a, there's some villains that are more memorable than the hero. So, oh, yeah, that, yeah, it's always great to have a, a it's just as hard to be a good heel and memorable as it is the baby face. Well, if 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 you beat a nobody, who are you? So if I if I act like I'm like I'm this you know this heel this bad guy whatever and I make everybody there hate me and then I make and then you beat me you're you're way more over than if mm -hmm. you had just beat somebody who came out there and didn't know how to mm -hmm. get any kind of reaction from any of the people. Oh yeah, you're a hero for that moment. It, it's it's a little it's a little strange now having been around for so long and every everybody in in the wrestling community and fans and stuff all knowing who I am from all these years of me doing it uh, to be a heel anywhere now it's it, mm -hmm. it's kind of difficult it's not it's not too difficult I still do it when I have to <laughs> but <laughs> it's uh it's it's pretty it's pretty weird it's a it's yeah. a weird line to be on right now yeah I hear you. It, it, it's strange with uh, social media and all that. It's hard to in uh, the in the curtain. I would boo back. the shit out of me. I would boo me so hard. <laughs> I, I would boo, dude. I I've been, I've been trying to say this on stage recently. I want to be like, okay, I get it. Like, I I'd hate me too. Look at me and go, oh, is this man bun guy? Stupid, stupid beard shit. Oh, come and talk about your muscles, and we're gonna. Uh, Oh, we're gonna we're gonna laugh at a, a fake Aquaman over here trying to be funny. <laughs> no, I mean if, if if sometimes you embrace it. If if like you can't win over the crowd as mm -hmm. the baby face, it's like all right. Well, then I'll 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 yeah. like lead into this and I'll I make you hate I'd me. me. Yeah, I'd yeah, boo me. I'd hate I'd hate the crap out of me. <laughs> well, jealousy we can do some jealousy is a hell of a drug oh yeah no it keeps me going uh well Corey, no i want to thank you for coming on today man i really appreciate your time uh i i know you're evolving uh with Corey castle is available spotify apple anywhere you uh listen to your podcasts was there anything else you wanted to uh you know plug push uh, messages my dms are wide open honestly uh anybody who ever wants to reach out to me if you ever feel like you ever feel like you're alone and don't have anybody to talk to and you feel like you don't have a friend in the world and you want some just some judgment-free conversation as long as like you come at me and you don't and and i see that you're not like a bot person and you're <laughs> real and you're genuine i'm absolutely gonna have a conversation with you that's like some some of my some of my best some of my best uh, uh, fans have become my best friends. Mm -hmm. So, like, re really, honestly, don't ever feel don't ever feel like you're hassling me if you're going to reach out to me. I mean, unless you are hassling me. If you if you if you feel like you're hassling me because you constantly write me, then you're probably hassling me. But, yeah, yeah, of but, course. But, <laughs> but what I always want to say to anybody who's ever listening to anything I'm doing. The fact the fact that it takes it takes a, an amount of effort to seek out and consume this content 
the fact that you you uh, spent the currency of your effort and your attention on listening to anything I've had to say or watch anything that I've ever done. Oh, so so much gratitude to you. So much gratitude to you. I I I, I would invite anybody if if they've got any kind of uh, any kind of value or any kind of benefit out of anything they've ever heard me say to I want to encourage you to just stay tuned. Follow me on Instagram. Keep on checking my stories, keep on checking my reels, keep on checking out my podcast. It's I want to grow too. All I want to do is grow. All I want to do is get better. All I want to do is be better. All I want to do is help people. All I want to do is make sure everybody else feels like they belong in some place in their life. I want everybody to feel like, like somebody, like I, I've got somebody who cares about me. I got mm-hmm. some, I, I got, I got a voice that people want to listen to, or, you know, I got a, I got a song that people want to hear or something, you know? Yeah, I hear you. You you, the, you know, people, they're worth it. You you want to give them that value that they're, they are worth it no matter mm-hmm. what. And, and that's, uh, High praise. No, I, I <laughs> that's hard for me to do. I'm not much uh, with the humans, but <laughs> well, I mean, dude, it's it's not easy. It isn't easy at all. Mm-hmm. But anything that's easy usually sucks. Stuff that <laughs> stuff that's stuff that that's rewarding comes after a lot of hard work, a lot of struggling. Like it's so cliche to say, like, you can't appreciate the sunshine without all that rain. But you really can't. Mm-hmm. You 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 really need this struggle to out to to outweigh like how good you might feel later. Mm-hmm. So if it, no, it's, it if it stinks now, it's gonna feel good in the same in the same amount later. <laughs> Just wait. <laughs> Just wait. It'll get there. No pain, no gain. Yeah. No. I I I've heard that. But yeah, no, thank you so much for coming on the day. Uh, everyone check out Evolving with Corey Castle, available anywhere you listen to your podcast. Uh, check him out on Twitter and Instagram, and there's his link tree there at the bottom, link tree slash Corey Castle. But yeah, man, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Appreciate you, man. Thanks thanks so much for the currency of your effort and your attention. And, and man, I appreciate the love and the support and uh I, I look forward to us doing more stuff. This is still just the very beginning. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, of course. No, that'd it. be great. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Take care.